Oh God! Yeah, I want to get him out of here. So I'm guessing probably Justin, about a half hour. Feel free to join in on the debrief. Yeah, too. totally, dude. Yep. Because I'd like to hear your thoughts on this too. I always value your input, buddy. Suck my dick. Not today. <laughs> Maybe tomorrow. Suck my robot balls. <laughs> You're gonna. This do episode. This. This episode. YouTube remix. This episode. This episode. This episode. This this episode is presented by Comics and Gaming Magazine, found at cgmagazine.ca, and brought to you by noblenight.com, where out of print is available again. Buy, sell, and trade RPG books at noblenight.com. Throughout the ages, there have been heroes and warriors who have embarked on quests to save faraway lands and free the people from would-be conquerors with dice and not a lot of common sense in various role-playing games. Today, legends are told from the tales of our terrible warriors, an unlikely group of nerdy adventurers armed with some pretty stupid ideas and a horseshoe up their butts as they come together to save the day in These Warriors Are Terrible. Seriously, these are the guys we're going to go with? You killed the giant gingerbread man. No, we don't trapped the gingerbread man and he's tracing through the vault. Yes. Just kicking other ghosts around. He's having the time of his life after life. You know he's what I mean? our Stay Puft Marshmallow uh-huh. Man. Yeah, uh-huh. exactly. So. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Happy holidays, everybody. Welcome out to These Warriors Are Terrible. Because who wants to listen to Christmas carols? Let's just listen to Dave Allenby's Sweet Gingerbread Man. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Tonight uh, on Terrible Warriors is Chime Time 812. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I'm Steve Snowball Sailors. Welcome out, everybody. It's been it's been great having you. It's, you welcome us. Welcome you into your buds. This I, been, I want to great. welcome you to welcome them. To well, welcome, welcome us. Welcome, to welcome, welcome you. The, into your earbuds. I really yes. want gingerbread now, guys. I really want I'm yeah. getting a gingerbread. I latte I after get, this. Yeah, Thank you for letting us into your ears. Oh, too bad that David's tea is closed because I would have gone for a gingerbread tea. It was, was boss. Was it I good? had some earlier. I'm oh, going to Starbucks after gone. this. Yeah. yeah, good point. Hey, good news, hey, Steve. Yes. You work like Monday through Friday and it's right <laughs> underneath where you work. Yeah. <laughs> so Lord, like you having a in 12 hours. I can have another. Oh, yes. Okay. I like breakfast yeah. gingerbread breakfast tea. So- yeah. Hi, guys. Hi, everybody. Well, this episode was brought to you by NobleNight.com. We're out of print. It's available again. You can get some great RPG books uh, by Sell and trade your RPG books there. And so, not David's anyway. tea like you might have thought. No, David's tea. But David's tea is cool. David's you should get the sponsor of the show. Oh, yeah, that'd, that'd be amazing. Be, fueled by. Guys, let's make this happen. Fueled yeah. by. Uh, fueled by David's tea. Yeah. Like, yeah. you know, energy drink instead. Yeah. Okay. I like that. Those works. Um, all right. So, oh, sweet gingerbread man. We uh, Our ghost master uh, for this evening has been for Ghostbusters Fall Day Edition. That's right. It's uh, Mike the Bird. Man Dodd from thisweekingeek.net. And we've been joined with, for the second time ever on Terrible Warriors, Laura, and I am from the Untitled Mike and Laura Project. Uh, I gotta say, before we get to Scotty, 
in a second. I guess it's been great having you back. <laughs> I love the energy. For your and annual yeah, appearance on the Terrible Warriors. Yeah, a lot of fun. Appearance. Yeah, so... Uh, Yay, I had a great time. I, I it's, uh, My schedule has freed up a fair bit lately, so I am uh, free to record more. <laughs> Woohoo! And then, of, then we have, you know, the great youthful young ward. Sad Scott. Why sad. is that? Why? Oh. Scotty, why are you sad? He's sad because he doesn't have a beer in his hand yet. That's true. Oh. <laughs> and just Klaus didn't get cause... to conquer the so world. So that has been it for these words are terrible. Hey, <laughs> <laughs> no, I was like, let's go for a beer. Uh, anyway, and then also in the corner. Uh, it's uh, Derek the Bard from Chasing the Muse. And in the glass booth. Who's been our sound engineer, our sound effects man? Basically, I've been throwing music, spitballs. Our music the composer and our friendly neighborhood ghosts. Casper. Oh, hi. 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 Oh, hi there. Hi. Oh, hi. It's Justin Ecog. Yay! Hi, Justin. And I'm not from any. I'm from right here at Terrible Warriors. This it's is what right. I call my home. Yay! I had a um, podcast, but then I like stopped because like. Three people were listening. It was really great. I called I was, it Ecocked and Loaded, and then I quit all that and came here. I was listening. I, I listened. I, I was so li- there's two out of three. There we go. <laughs> I found my whole fan base. Yeah. You were right in front of me all along. Oh, you guys. <laughs> You're awesome. You guys. Um, so, okay, what did we decide to call this <laughs> series? I, Ghost, I, I was trying nicknaming it Ghostbusters Carol, but I don't think that worked. Uh, yeah, I kind of liked, what was it, Yuletide Rampage or something we <laughs> called Yuletide Rampage? The Spectres at Santa's Workshop. The Spectre at Santa's Workshop. Yeah, I, I, I don't know. Whatever the episode title of this is probably what we decided on. We're going to sound so stupid. But given that this is, by the time people hear this, the episode title is going to be plastered all over their screens yeah, for the last exactly. five weeks. Yeah, <laughs> so, but anyway, um, I want to start off by saying Ghostbusters has been a curse of ours for a long time. Did we redeem ourselves? <laughs> I no. don't know. No? <laughs> I'm being an asshole. Okay, say dick. <laughs> you dick. Because uh, we've always had so much trouble with Ghostbusters, uh, intentionally and not intentionally yeah, at the same you, time. You tried to use commentary to pick up chicks and I failed did. miserably. Yeah, I did I one because we did a fan commentary. Like, you guys aren't fans. Like, fuck well, you, we, dude. Well, we, we redid the commentaries. I know. And everyone kept Complaining the fact it's like oh we could just look up IMDb instead of all the uh, instead of us giving out the facts within the commentary. I know we can never satisfy. There's no pleasing you people. How were you trying to pick up chicks during it? (laughs) He was the now story time with Steve. As a chick, I want to know. No, no, he was pretending to be the key master. Like hey, be I'm a key master. No, no, no. It was a little bit more simpler and (laughs) and lamer than that. Uh, Please, Steve, tell us more. When I was in college at Humber College, I was living in residence. Sorry, the music makes it. <laughs> Please, tell me uh, more. So I was living in residence, and there was a girl down the hall um, who was into the same stuff that I was into. I was, we had a lot more Necrophilia. in common. Sure. Uh, we had a lot more in common than a lot of the other people on the floor, because we were kind of, not necessarily the older people of the, gr- of the floor, but... We were and, 22. Well, I was 25, she was 24, and the rest of the people on our floor were like 18. So we were the grandparents of the group. Cradle um, Robin Steve. Sure. And then, uh, but I also had a few of my friends who were in the radio broadcasting program on the same floor. So I thought, okay, you know what? I, I, I have a recording studio in my, my room. Why don't we just record a bunch of DVD commentaries? I love doing it for Twig. So I... <laughs> uh, so I invited her out to join in on a DVD commentary for Ghostbusters, and it, we probably should have watched the movie beforehand because 
It was terrible because we did not remember anything that happened in the movie. We were misquoting a lot of the lines. I we weren't at one at several points. We weren't even talking about the movie. So this wasn't exactly a panty peeler for her, was it? Well, no, no, she 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 had fun. But like, not with Steve's proton pack. Well, yeah, it, it didn't. Yeah, or she was slime Basically, she wasn't interested, um, and it wasn't because of that. But it was just. Could I say you didn't slime her and not sound disgusting? <laughs> there is no, no way to no, say no, that no, sentence and not sound disgusting. I already got the slime blower reference the, uh, in there. The pickup during a recording of a movie commentary is worked not guaranteed. It is it's, not guaranteed but to it be unsuccessful. It worked for Mike. <laughs> <laughs> So that's why I figured it was the two of us. When, when Mike of the Untitled Mike and Laura Project uh, first asked me out, he asked me out during the Jurassic Park commentary, and the answer was yes. Showtime! So, uh, so you can say it was T-Rex-rific? Clever girl. Clever girl. Scott, you're fired. Yeah, you're fired. Okay, got it. Uh... I yeah, so, yeah it did Ghostbusters not work. has been a sore spot for as needless to say. Hey, you want to win the ladies? You go to see Steven Spielberg. Yeah, because that's the thing. It's like Jeff Goldblum without a shirt on. Chaos Theory. I didn't care that. Wow. I honestly didn't care that I didn't pick up that Ghostbusters commentary, that's but cool. I was more I was more upset the fact that the fans were upset. Oh, I couldn't believe how many hate mail we got. We totally did. Like, yeah. What the hell, guys? It, you were so, upset that you did not capture her pants and put them in the ghost trap. He will keep Scotty, going this entire commentary. You need to stop because you are losing this game. <laughs> uh, um, I just was... like you lost your character. The only guy who had a character death. But no, I didn't die. No, he didn't no, die. He just got possessed. I, I, I got knocked out. The character who possessed you died. I got so knocked I out. I had zero I had brownie, three brownie points, left. points Yeah, I had zero. Steve um, blew his load early. No, I didn't. She just got knocked you, around I got, a lot. I got possessed and you guys hit me. Yeah, you had to. It was for your own good. Cushion. Huh? You were like the group pin cushion. Everybody uh, kicked the shit out of you. Yeah, they did. You deserved it. Uh, how did I deserve it? Because you like the Alan Parsons Project. I don't know. <laughs> I, I, um, I just went with the flow of it. But well, anyway, we never so did that, learn so, Alan's last name. I'm assuming it's Parsons. It's Rudolph, I think. It was, it was, it was Rudolph. Rudolph. Yeah, it's Parsons now. It, it, it was Parsons, always yeah. Rudolph. <laughs> Clearly, Rudolph is not a real last name. No, it's not. It's my pen name. Yeah. Um, your last name was Parsons. Did you ever know what your character's actual name was? Steve yeah, it was Alan Rudolph, but technically the pen name was Steve Saylor. <laughs> that Alan Rudolph was my pen name, and my real name was Steve Saylor. That he is not lazy. No, 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 no. Really, no. The, his character had much better vision. Yeah, true. Oh, <laughs> that's fine. That's fine. That's fine. That's all good. And wow. I would say his character had a much better cool rating. That was a low blow. Oh, like, now that's a low blow. <laughs> Fuck you. Uh, <laughs> okay, Alan Parsons. So as, as you can see, like Ghostbusters has been a curse for me, and I still, I don't know, fans, even, I hope we didn't piss you off. Even today. Now, Ghostbusters, this is a, Steve had challenged me to, yeah. to do Ghostbusters. I'm like, all right, cool. So he told me about this months ago, so I went out and bought this on my own. 130 bucks for essentially what is two small books and a bunch of cards. Yeah, that seems like a lot for that. It's because the game's been out of print since 1989. And Noble Knight didn't have it? No. That's rare. I know. It's That's extremely rare. rare. Yeah. And if you want anything from this line, you're looking to pay expensive premium. My my friend owns a copy. I could have just... Shut the fuck <laughs> up. No, I, I, didn't, I didn't know you were buying it. Uh, you know what? I'm glad I got the box. I love boxed versions of RPGs, but I'll talk about that when I run Ravenloft. Anyway, um, so Steve attacks me. He's like, Mike, I want a Ghostbusters Christmas special. Mm -hmm. And it wasn't until the last week this really came together, because uh, Steve was like, I want to call it a Ghostbusters Carol, and I want yeah. the 
ghost a Christmas present pass. I'm like, fuck, man, I don't know what to do. I thought that would have been fun. That I don't cool. know what to do. That's like the perfect sort of ghost thing to do. It's like ghost past, present, and future, Ghostbusters. See, uh, I already had that what. episode, though. Huh? See, they oh, yeah, that, in the real Ghostbusters. Ep- the real Ghostbusters Did had they an episode, episode where the Ghostbusters go through a time slip, accidentally wind up in Victorian England. Oh, yeah, no, the yeah, no. Before they can terrorize Scrooge. We weren't going to do, we weren't gonna do we weren't gonna, we weren't gonna Scrooge in the Christmas Carol, but we were going to have the spirits of the past, the present, yeah. and the future I, in exactly. a modern setting. I tried so hard to work that in. Thinking, I got fucking nothing. And I can't even remember what my inspiration for, for this was. But all I knew is I wanted to make a commentary on reality TV. Yeah. With no one believes anymore. Yeah, that's why we chose, well, we chose, we could have chosen any ghost show. But I chose them because I'm huge fans of these guys. Yeah, because I'm a fan of them too. Who are they? They are a show on the Travel Network yep. called Ghost Adventures, and it's Zach, Nick, People and People get Aaron. the Travel Network? I know, right? Well, I, People still it's have cable? It's on Detour in Canada. It's also uh, on, oh. it's, you could watch every episode on YouTube. I'm Spoiler not gonna alert, lie. I haven't had TV in five years. Uh, yeah, um, but it's a show, that basically all these three guys, they get locked inside any haunted, a haunted place. They're the only ones in there, and what I really like so is- So like Scooby-Doo. I guess. Um, <laughs> Do they pull a mask off anyone at the end? No, no, no. Without the dog. Without the dog, yeah. But they well, all, what sucks. I love What's about it point? is that they get some great sort of EVPs. They get some great like sort of audio um, yeah. evidence. More and so than visual. But Sometimes the cats are really Sounds like a really stuff. cool special effects show. But uh, the main reason I picked them is I consider them to be some of the most credible paranormal investigators out there right out now. Out of the reality shows that are out yeah. there, they are the most credible. Better than Taps? Better than Taps yeah, and better yeah. than Ghost Lab, although I really oh, enjoyed their stuff, Better than Glenn too. Beck? Yes. Nothing. And Rush Limbaugh. How about no Dateline? ghost show will ever beat the Ghost Facers, though. Yeah. Uh, no ghost show is more credible than Dateline, NBC. <laughs> right? I with Scott on this. <laughs> and Dr. Drew. Anyway, so I wanted to work them into it, and I thought they'd be kind of fun. I wanted them to have a more prominent role, but I wanted them to be very dismissive of Ghostbusters Hamilton right. thinking I, I wanted think, them to die. I think honestly, um, and I'm gonna. This is my sort of uh, objective criticism on this. Um, I think it would have worked if we didn't try to do the holiday special aspect to it. Well, I noticed they always have holiday specials too. Like they had a Valentine's Day one. They had a Valentine's Day one, which but is it, weird but, but because it's, it's a reality show it's that airs weekly. Show. They also have a. Uh, they also had a Halloween episode, which, which was actually really cool this year. If you the didn't see Exorcist it. House. Uh, yeah, they did yeah, that one, that and they great. did another one where they went to Transylvania. But off, I haven't, off I haven't watched Transylvania the, one yet. Uh, anyway, oh, um, oh, I want to watch that one. Oh, you, you, you've seen actually a few of the episodes. Oh yeah, I love the show. Don't get me wrong. I'll watch it when I decide to be creeped out, and then I forget that I can watch it all on YouTube, and then I'll remember <laughs> like right now and when you guys are like, watch, you watch every episode on YouTube. I was like. Oh my God! You're right. I'm gonna go do that right now. I know what Laura's doing tomorrow. Uh, yeah, um, but <laughs> that's so. I, I don't know. I mean, I, I think I don't think we I don't think we broke the curse, but we definitely bent it a bit. I think this went really well. I mean, to me, this felt like an episode of the show. Uh, I was talking with to, with Derek about this oddly enough in the bathroom, and we were like, "This feels." Did you cross streams? Oh, totally <laughs> cross the streams and right in the trap, buddy. Uh, it felt more like an extreme I'm Ghostbusters yeah. episode, which I'm okay with because I just started watching that show. I actually watched the finale of that show last night called "Back in the Saddle." Yeah, when they get the original, all except for Lorenzo music. Because they got Dave Coulier instead. Although he was the voice in later seasons. Yeah, to be I fair. know. But if you want to uh, learn about extreme Ghostbusters, go to Chasing the Muse. See, there you go, advertising. Right, um, see, you're saying that you're like bent the curse, blah blah. blah. Pfft, 
whatever. I thought we kicked ass and took names. Yeah. I mean, here's the, here's the thing. It's like I, I'm not saying this uh, like it was a negative because it was it was fun for the last I'd say two episodes. Um, but for me, I think it took us it took us a while to kind of get into a groove um, to keep the episode to keep the story going uh, to keep the flow going. I don't know. It was just it seemed the first episode seemed a tiny bit off, and I don't know. I can't place it. I wouldn't disagree with you simply because the first episode took a lot longer. Like I expected you guys to be in Nipissing for half of that. Right. Yeah. And then you were supposed to go on to the amusement park. As an observer, um, which is what I got to do back in this little quarantine room that I'm standing in, it f- didn't feel like you guys knew yourselves as a team. Um, in that first episode, it took like two episodes to really figure out, oh, we're working together or not just to know that we're working together, but know what you guys were, figure out what your characters were. And one of the things I had done with, um, after the bomb and call of Cthulhu is we did a lot of work ahead of time building up our background character stories with call of Cthulhu, especially we had weeks of building it. And, and after the bomb, we made all our characters together in the same room. We did that with. Ghostbusters, but it was really rushed. And then not just that. I think by the time like, we hit record, you guys didn't really know who everyone was sitting around the table. I think we each knew who we were ourselves sure. and had very defined characters. But like when we were actually building the characters, it yeah, wasn't no, about like here's my personality and here's what I look like. It was okay. This is my stat. This is yeah, my stat, exactly. This is my stat. And yeah, like it was. And that's all, what it felt it like. Very you knew you knew what your characters were. You knew what your stats. You knew yeah. what your equipment was. You knew your stats. But I don't think you guys knew why you were all together in a Ghostbusters team. Yeah, I don't exactly. think you knew who was the founder, who went and bought the house, who got you guys all together. Who, yeah, it seemed, how did this team form? It seemed like we were kind of all right? trying to piece it all together beforehand. Before and you clearly we left. had different motivations in episode yeah. one. Some of you were in it to hunt ghosts, and some of you were in it to Make pay money. off your debt. Yeah. And, and, and different people were in it for different causes, which wouldn't actually happen. In real life, but or I don't think it would. At least not in in an adventuring sense. Like well, actually, this. well, technically, with all the characters that were pre-made, of all the characters from the movie, they all had different goals and yeah. their thing. Like it was like money was. Um, Venkman. No, Winston. What they all had in common was they were all friends going way back to college. With the exception and of Winston. Yeah. Yeah. With the exception of Winston, the rest of them, they had history. And that's what it felt like is this didn't feel like there was history until there was history two episodes in. Then you did have history and you guys were working together more. And that, that just... We've had that in a few Terrible Warrior episodes where, where we have a bit of a rocky start in the first hour, like with Paranoia was a good example where we had a good yeah. rocky start. Yeah. Uh, and, it, and it takes a while to groove in. And I'm learning different uh, tactics, I guess, on, on prepping for a game, on how to get people ready. And it takes it takes the right group and it takes some time and it takes a little bit of understanding of the game. I don't know. It's, yeah. I, 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 and, wouldn't, and, I, I wouldn't say you cursed yourself with Ghostbusters. I don't think it had anything to do with Ghostbusters. Okay. I think in terms of the Ghostbusters side, you guys nailed it. It was a little weird being out in the country. That's not always where uh, uh, Ghostbusters is normally set, right? Well, but do you, think you write what been, you know. Do you think it would have been better to have these guys play established characters? No. That, no, that would have had no. no problem. Not necessarily established characters, but maybe if it was... I don't know. I mean, just like uh, if you had stayed in downtown Hamilton. Hamilton or Toronto in the 80s kind of thing. I thought that about work. that. But the main reason I wanted to set it up there in North Bay, it's because my wife went to Nipissing University. Yeah. And no, I thought it was kind of cool. You, you play what you know. Or yeah. You write what you know, which is, which is fine. Um, it just 
Yeah, and I don't see. I don't want to say it seemed off for Ghostbusters, but normally a Ghostbusters would have been an urban setting. Um, and which you, you it tried ended up. You tried something different. You tried something. It that ended up in the before. mall, and and yeah. I knew the the gingerbread man was coming. Mike had prepared me for that, and um, I was a little like when we started, like wait, we're up at like Ipasing, we're up in North Bay. <laughs> what the hell? This this gingerbread man's gonna show up and just go, okay, go off into the lake. We don't care. There's no one here. Um, whereas the point with like Stay Puft Marshmallow Man, right? He's downtown fucking New York. He's smashing buildings. He's killing everyone. Uh, this is this is serious business. You, you can't let him just step around. Yeah, and that's and what makes all those him. big monster movies yeah. so big. You don't have a big monster movie in a forest, right? You put them in, in an unless urban it, population. Unless, unless it was an isolation. Um, deal with monsters yeah. movies like with but me this, this I, worked yeah because i wanted the amusement park to be like a focal point and derek hit it right on the head when the rides are in motion basically my idea was when the rides are in motion it's gathering fear so the uh, rides are designed as a ritual themselves to I, gather fear energy so this thing can come back so who built like were the the guys who own the company were they like cultists trying to summon this thing up or part of them were which i was waiting for you guys to investigate them a little bit more thinking guys isn't this a little weird yeah, but yeah, but the problem with that is we've only got four hours. That exactly. Works, that works really well for a long-form campaign where you want to build a, 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 a an overarching conspiracy with, yeah. that you can have patching together your sessions over months. Yeah. But when you got four hours, sometimes it, it's... Uh, it's about just run and gun. You have to just sort of throw them the story, feed it to them, and give them an adventure. Yeah, like... Um, like, I tried to do that with paranoia and make a big conspiracy, but we couldn't. It ended up just turning into a zapper game. Well, I mean, and end. that wasn't your necessary fault either, because you were running a campaign that had already been, like, a module that had already been created. Yeah, for, I, for I mean, I, I changed it around a bit. Yeah, but, you did, but um, a little bit. I mean, what I've learned running a, a few games now is a lot better to just go with A-team style action than... It, it's really hard to do investigation in in four hours. Yeah, because and plus as well, I mean, we're still trying to figure out the chemistry of us four because we us four has never played together. Yeah, this is um, a new group dynamic. I mean, right here. last time I played Scotty was was Terminator, and before oh, yeah, we, that yeah, we was, did Terminator with Mark. Yeah, and then before that was Marvel. No, it no, was Shadowrun. 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 Derek last I played with you was uh, uh, Expendables. I think it was the only time that you and I have played. No, we did whole. But I, I played I under your game, yeah. yeah. Um, but I mean, and the thing is, with like Laura hasn't played with any Since of us. Since the beginning, except the yeah. yeah, except you. Yeah, you've been game mastered by Mike and myself. Yeah, so, so far. I mean, I actually want to hear from Laura. I mean, being this is your second time in, and this is like obviously been a much different experience than uh, than the first time. What is what did you think? I honestly, and I, I was saying out in, like in a break at one point, uh, I really enjoyed. The, the module, how we did it, I enjoyed the, the game style because I am still fairly new to RPGs. Um, again, main reason I just have, like, I keep trying to get into them, it's a time crunch, right? They, they do take up a fair bit of time. And so for a game where, like, again, it's, there's time, this game was so easy to sit down, learn how to play, because it was just a six-sided dice, very, very simple rules, very simple to follow, I could get into it right away and focus on the story rather than, okay, which dice do I use? Not that, okay, how do I add this? Wait, add, why am I adding four? Like, no, it was like, do this, this, and it's done. And it made it really easy, and for someone who's new like myself, it was a very good jumping in. It was like jumping into the shallow end. And like it might not be the most uh, complex thing that anybody's ever played, but I got to focus on the story, which is what I enjoy more than, you know, oh, plus four, and, uh, oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, this is, 
Oh, my my uh, my sneak skill is impeded by the cloak of heaviness. No, it was, which is fine for someone like obviously who's got a lot more experience than I do, and I don't think I have enough experience to properly uh, be in a world like that yet. I don't it's think I've games ever like enjoyed a world this. Like that. <laughs> it's yeah. games like this that are helping me get my beak wet mm -hmm. and making it really easy for me to learn the. The like starting with the basics and then I can build upon it. I've started the skill set and now I can get better from here. Yeah. And well, I, think that's I wouldn't. Important. I wouldn't call this the basics. Um, I mean, what I hate about the style of game you've just described with the items Endless and tables and, 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 is there's no story. Yeah, that it, was exactly right. It, yeah. And 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 everyone is just collecting loot and collecting experience and collecting treasure for like what's the what? Why are we there? Why are you playing this game? Yeah. And I play these games to tell a story. I know uh, the and, story is the best part. Like some, that's what you're doing. We've yet. created some incredible stories. I'm really hoping next year that we get to go back and find out what happens to the team from Shadowrun. I find hope. out what happens to our crew in Matrix. Find out if we ever chase down Julian from Star Wars after he stole the plans. <laughs> you know, we've had so many great twists that have emerged. I'd love to revisit these characters and find out what's happened to them. And and I don't care about their equipment or their stats. I I, I don't even have their character sheets. We'll have to recreate them from scratch. I, that doesn't bother me. I, I, for me, it's all been about the story. And yeah, if you exactly. can do that, if you can sit around a table and collectively tell a story with three other players and a person who's narrating the story for you, that's that's the top of the game. That's not the basics. No, that's no, it. You're an experienced you're player like, now. I don't mean basics is in like it's like kitty stuff. I mean just basically the the technical Advanced rules. Specs. That's, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like yeah. the rules all the stereotypical are rules of a yeah. RPG. It's a very, you get to focus on the story and like uh, the rule sets basic in in that sense but the story itself becomes that much more complex and more fun and more enjoyable and simply what, because you're not focused on yeah. math well what playing a d like west end's d6 games have helped me is figure out what to ignore when i'm playing yeah. a d, &D d20 yeah. game is to see how much of there is actually just superfluous detail that we don't actually always need to refer to. Well, that's that's what I love about D6. We've played it a few times uh, with Star Wars, with Matrix, with this. Um, and th what I love about it is that with, with you, Laura, like it literally took you, it took me two minutes to explain how to play it, yep. and you picked it up like yep. really quickly. And I, th that is different than what we originally introduced you as, which was basically D20 light. And that's exactly it. Like, I, I found, and you, I've even said, been told, like, oh, this one, by I think everybody at the table, that this one's going a lot smoother than the first one. Because it's like, I was so focused on, like, oh shit, what am I supposed to do here? That I didn't, like, I, I would. Think of myself as a very creative, imaginative person. I've never had a problem getting immersed in a world. I love, like, I spend half my time daydreaming as it is. And so to do that with people and have fun and not have to, like, and be like, fuck the rules, essentially. Not so, like, to the point where we're not even, like, paying attention. But just, I got to focus on being immersed in that world. I could visualize everything that was going on. I could really get into it. It's way more fun. And the fact that immediately everybody at the table already said that it's like, man, you're really getting it into this this time. It's such an improvement. It's like, yeah, and I think that's a big part of why. Yeah, you, you like, you got into the story really quickly. And it's, like, it's night and day uh, compared to your first time you played and this and now uh, and I'm not saying that like the first time you we were terrible you weren't like you actually were but I could tell that at the time there was a degree you, of uncomfortable yeah yes, you were a little bit exactly. uncomfortable and I think it was trying to wrap my head around the rules like for myself I don't know if maybe a part of it is uh, like 
I am dyslexic and I have problems with patterns and following like certain orders like that. Um, oh my God. The, the instructions for me to get to the go station from home to Union uh, today were like, blah, in my mind. <laughs> and like, I was so stressed out about that, I forgot my dice. Like, this is so, for me, like, trying to concentrate on that is so stressful that it makes everything else around it not as fun. But again, with this, there wasn't any of that. It was just enjoying the story. And like, you guys are like, oh, well, the first one took, first bit took a time but to, to get taking off. And it took a little bit for us to get into it. I was like, Look, I had a great time. Like, I like you guys are kind of like, oh, well, we can work on improvement. I'm like, man, yeah, improvement's awesome, and you should always strive to do better. But fuck, I don't see any negatives. I thought we did great. I had an amazing time. Yeah, like the first hour is always set up, almost always. Yeah, it's all, and it's usually the slowest episode out of all. Well, I mean, the slowest the... part really came when there's a lot of the negotiation contracting scenes when we had. <laughs> part, yeah. When we had an hour one and hour two, two of those kind of. Big ones. But I will say to that, to Derek's ability, you were in character almost the entire time. Oh, yeah. But yeah. I just mean totally those I felt were a long... Uh, it just felt like they were a big chunk of it. Yeah. And that's yeah. okay. I mean, my, I, I think my problem with this one is I wish I'd move things along a little faster at times. There were times like, oh, shit, I think I'm running out of material. Well, I mean, you, you played it as in it's like you, you allowed us to figure out what what we wanted to do. It wasn't like you just sort of like forced us into situations. Um, you were like, okay, here's you, your options. You're you're in this yeah. room, you're in a meeting with the mayor, what do you do? Uh, and you allowed us to figure that out. I mean, yeah, we went to the negotiation. Like, this is the thing. We would never would have known not to do the negotiation of contract stuff unless we did it. Yeah. Um, mm -hmm. And it's the same with, like, that we, we decide not to do any sales or, like, any buying or store stuff uh, in the games because... We now we, know that problem. We now know the problem that, okay, yes, that does slow down the game, so now we know not to do it. So for the future, well, now we know not to do as many negotiations or mm -hmm. keep it very simple. Well, again, it's yeah. like the first year. Like, we just finished the first year, so it's still a learning process. And of the course. fact that we're getting those things out early, in a sense, is yeah. great to know what we can realize what flows well in the audio <laughs> format in four hours and what doesn't. Yeah, I mean, we're like, the good thing is, is that a lot of our fans and a lot of our listeners, we thank you so much for listening, but... We're like it's. Hey, this we're been... figuring this out as we go. Exactly. Like, we're, we're we're, there are no rehearsals. There are no practice runs. Fuck yeah. it. We'll do record it, it and exactly. we we, we yep. do it live to tape. I mean, uh, one of the things I think we've learned in the four-hour format is only provide one quest. Uh, yeah. What, yeah. We, what yeah. we had is in episode one, we met, uh, we got the phone call. Yeah. Quest number one. We got to Nipissing, and then we have a meeting, and we get a the, the, another quest giver. And we kind of fucked around in there for a while before we finally, in the last, like, ten minutes of that episode, get into a building. I'm like, great, the adventure's beginning. And then as soon as that adventure ended, we left, went to a hotel, and got another quest given. And it was, there was a lot of trying to convince us to play the game. But we're here, we're playing, we're already going, we're into episode two. And I think after the first hook at the beginning, that phone call, um... Max Bababino should have been able <laughs> to write everything down that they needed on the piece of paper, just show up to town and get right into that action and not have this negotiation and haggling for prices and writing out contracts and figuring out what all the quest goals were, but just somehow work it into we're just led from room to room in through the story and it just sort of we, we step out, and there's the park. We're not going to go to a hotel. We don't have the time to. The park's right there, and there's lava coming out of the floor. Um, and and that, I think that's the only real criticism I have of, of this campaign is um, 
once you've got your players hooked into the story, then just drag yeah. them along yeah, and just start reeling them in to episode four and don't let them go. I think my thing is, is I wanted to have, I don't know, I, I, I wanted to have the the twat guys, the twat holdings limited, because that was my in-joke for this oh. one. I know, fuck me. Oh, uh, I just, I, I didn't get that. Oh. Yeah, it was, it was t- Takashi, oh, Wheaton, Amaro, and Takashi. I get it. Uh, I thought it was a Star Trek reference. Oh, God, no. When uh, you said Wheaton, I, I, didn't, I didn't even think of that. Spoo. Um, so anyway, yes, yeah, Spoo. Spoo. <laughs> That's Spoo. what, it would have been funny with Spoo, yeah. Uh, but uh, what, remember me, guys? I'm back. I was like, oh. <laughs> and the the idea was that they would bring you, because I, I, my original plan, this was going to be a huge insurance scam. <laughs> the Ghost uh, Adventures okay. crew was See, there to say, look, there's nothing there. Well, and, and if this there is, was, you took care of it. I mean, what I did with Call of Cthulhu is I had a similar thing where they were going to meet up with um, Berkeley and or Burke, uh, Lawrence Burke, and, and, and learn the truth of what had happened with the music and why they had all yeah. gone crazy. And instead of sitting down and doing a conversation where my players could ask questions and slow things down, it was a pre-recorded message on a vinyl. Um, and maybe with these insurance guys, it would have been easier for you to get that conspiracy across in an email or in a file that they find in the building or something on a projection. Uh, There's a film, a reel, and you turn it on and you find this old like footage of them buying the land and something. I don't know. Right. And we see like real estate signs with their name all over town as they're buying everything up. I know, Mike, that you wanted to, like you had a lot that you wanted to try to squeeze in and it's a lot. I think that's my problem. I overprepare. I mean, I don't think overpreparing is a bad thing. I mean, it's always good to have uh, something that if we throw you off for a loop, you have something to cover it um, and to be able to move the story on. I think because we tried to be able to not only have a Ghostbusters game, but then a Ghost Adventures part as part of that, and then also a holiday special on top of that. Yeah, this was it, a yeah, lot. That's it the was, other thing. Yeah, yeah. It, it, this was also the first campaign we've ever done where the dungeon Steve. master wasn't the one who pitched and created his own story. Uh, we approached you to do this. We gave you the yeah. story idea, and and I think. One of the key points that we're going to be doing next year is all the games that the people are going to be running are games that they have chosen, that yeah. they have written, and that they and are I, passionate about sharing. And I mean, we I, we actually when we were kind of in the early stages of planning the game, we originally thought maybe Ghostbusters with Men in Black. Yeah, uh, and I was been, ready to do that we because they're to, they're heavily think, compatible systems. I think now that we that we've tried it out, we tried it out with two franchises, uh, technically in in one game. I think maybe. Star Wars and Aliens it, worked. Star well, Wars it worked and really worked, well, but and, and because you were able to, because that was easily integratable. I think even more than that, though, regardless of how integrated it was, it was a story that Mike could come up with, and it was yeah. something he was passionate about, just like Pathfinder and just like Shadowrun. Those were all games that I think ran really, really well. And any hiccup that came out of Ghostbusters was out of a nervousness, I think, True. of of handling uh, a material that wasn't really one hundred percent your own. Yeah, yeah. For me, the holiday angle was so hard to work yeah. with. No, but, and, and and also, I mean, like, spoiler alert, we're recording this on Remembrance Day. We, yeah, we no, are not in the Christmas spirit yet, before. right? Yeah. Like, we're just, we're not in that, we're not, it's a little hard to he- hear the jingle bells uh, so early. Even though every Christmas special you see on TV was recorded in July, just so you know. <laughs> yeah. And, and, I don't know. I mean, I just, I think... It's it yeah it's hard like I I'm not saying I didn't enjoy the game because mm-hmm. I did I had a lot of fun um because it was just fun to getting into the Ghostbusters thing like watching Ghostbusters last night and kind of getting into it coming up with the character I thought it was kind of neat of 
Tobin's Tales. That that was I don't know. I I enjoy that. I think that would have been better for a long form campaign. It might have been. Uh, I mean, I kind of thought even as well, like, my character would have talked to Ray Stance because oh, yeah. I'm the only one in the room that See, met Dan Aykroyd. So, it was it, like, to me, I was adding a lot of personal stuff into it. Um, That's something I wanted to avoid was having you guys be overshadowed by the New York Ghostbusters. Yeah, no, and you did it fine. Like, choosing a franchise outside of the of New York and not having us play uh, the main characters, it, it helped because it allowed us to try something different, something new. Mm-hmm. Um, it just it, I, I, for me. Plus, it just, it just took a little. I, I to really get hope we can get someone to draw the artwork for this. So that's my pitch to you guys, yeah. because the idea of a geek, a tough old lady, a crazy dude in later hose, and Gilbert Gottfried, and Gilbert Gottfried, <laughs> that's the greatest <laughs> visual ever. Yeah, that would have been good. Um, can I, I, I actually, I just like to bounce off uh, that point, Steve. Uh, Tom White and I were recently talking about our two differing theories for how we approach characters for these warriors are terrible. Um, and you mentioned, like, backstory and wanting to talk to race stands. Right. Um, whereas the, the philosophy that I take to it is I only create enough of the character uh, to bring it out in the show because we're only doing four-hour games and we're doing it for the audience as much as we're doing it for ourselves. But, I mean, there's nothing, there's nothing wrong with having a backstory for, for yourself. And yeah, if because it, comes it up helps and, you get into it. it helps, well, if, yeah. if, there's, if, it, if it's relevant as, into a as situation. Much, as much, much as you need to inform yourself. Look at how much backstory we wrote for Call of Cthulhu, Mike. Oh, I mean, God, yeah. All four wrote, of like, our characters. I wrote, wrote like three or four pages. We wrote essays. We had yeah. photographs of our characters that we found online and, and really got into Same thing with After the Bomb. Uh, as we were creating our characters uh, and rolling up histories, we ended up going like, oh, maybe we grew up together and I was put into slavery. When I got out, I found you and you taught me everything that your sensei had learned. And, and then we built a, a truck and we started solving crime. And, <laughs> and, and, and that ended up becoming a key part. Of it. None of that had to be told to the listeners, but it helped direct your motivations when you're playing your character. Oh, and you, when you sent me the, uh, the basically the, the, the guide... Uh, or sent that out, and I I designed my character, and like so much of what I had in my head, and like written down on paper of like my character's motivation and backstory, and uh, where she grew up, and why she became a Ghostbuster, and what she looks like, and uh, her life experience. Like I wrote that out for me, and like ni- I would say ninety percent of the stuff I decided about my character didn't come up once, but it helped me get into it mm-hmm. because. I knew my character, and it's it's all about again, like it's showing, not telling, right? Like that's like writing one on one. You have to sh- like show your audience, not necessarily tell them. Yeah. What about you, Scott? Because like you've been quiet during this one. Like, well, what is this like? Did you like this game? Like, let's hear your thoughts on this. Scott, oh, I thought we were talking about Scott, characters. Scott wants to get a beer. That's why he's been quiet. Scott was <laughs> yeah. awesome. Scott. That Klaus just blew it out of the ball. Klaus? I'm glad you were able to pick up the ball when I said you're now Zoff. Oh, obviously, I was because so I always try to play that guy. I always like that stuff. I don't know. Klaus is my character. I've actually, I always try to work with when I do weird stuff. It started in high school because I liked making German impersonations. <laughs> the glorious German art. It's all kind of Did you have that plan all along or were you were just Klaus? like, yeah. No, I came, back, were, I came here. I was like, oh, maybe I'll be close. Well, you st- I think it was like you started doing a German accent. And they were like, yeah, yeah, you, you, you can Why be German. Yes. yes. <laughs> I would have been Russian, comrade. Duh, I tell you about Siberian <laughs> war camp. That would have been funny, too. But, As uh, always, have a nice day. Um, <laughs> now, I, I can't remember. Was Scotty one of the original people for this? or was Yeah. He uh, yeah, he came in in ve- like the first two or three apps. Uh, no, no, for this game. We talked about it before you posted it. Yeah, I was, yeah, wanted it, on it. it was you, Connell, and it, Derek that yeah, wanted in on this. This game actually had a, a sort of a 
torrid history. We had a bunch of people who, unfortunately, just real life caught up with them. Yeah. Ghostbusters yeah. curse. Uh, no, it, it was the <laughs> Ghostbusters curse. It was you got an uh, email from Connell. I think it was like a, like a week two ago. days ago. Yeah, yeah you go got saying, guys, I, I, I've been invited to this convention. We're, We're like, like, uh... Yeah, that and also he had pneumonia, so I don't even think that he yeah, even knew oh, that would that, that man is unlucky. But, I mean, and, it's... and they were like, oh, God, we we might have to call Julian, lower your schedule. I didn't know you were let go, so your schedule to me is always unpredictable. Yay! Now well, no, I'm, I'm always available. I, and, 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 of course, you become available right when we're taking a break for, like, yeah, a month and I, a half, I two months. I think it actually worked out for the best. Like, I think this group. I was really happy. This is some Dunka. of the best performances I've seen out of people but on the mm-hmm. Well, I, I have to say with me, I was very Break comfortable with this character. This kind of character again is one I always try to work on when I'm bored. Is my my jer- Klaus? It's been evil his name Germans. for like. Well, he 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 goes from being evil to being a good guy. He has many different backstories. I've written like five or six characters based off this one character, and it goes into all these different things. But the basis of him being born in Dusseldorf and all that kind of stuff, I just always feel more comfortable with him that I know what he's thinking, kind of thing, which I feel really. <laughs> Really, I guess brought out because I was like, okay, this is what he would do because I know this character for years. I've been. He's a genocidal maniac. Yeah. And so I expect to fight Dracula. This part of me. <laughs> so how many other Klauses? Von Klaus. He likes strudel with all guns. Black forest. Did I, should I ever tell you? She made me von strudel once. It was amazing. She was in an experimental period when she was making like meat pastries. She made me. The schnitzel strudel, which was good, which was good. But this is a sauerkraut strudel. It's a very underrated, very underrated strudel. I was eating it one day when I was making cuckoo clocks. And, um, See, he'll really... just go like this for like yeah. half an hour if you just let him. Yeah, yeah I've done it at your house many times. Wow, Your that's... freestyle raps and songs also. Yes. <laughs> your ability to come up with this stuff. I was just like, the whole time, it was just like, wait, he's still going, and it's not. <laughs> oh, yeah, and then the, the song is beginning of that three. Yeah, I, I was trying to give us actually the one we did or no, but, but it's it, very hit and miss. Me, I always liked improv and drama in oh, school, so, and that's why I love about this game is that it like it, it really does flex that improv muscle. I mean, I will say like if you like you remember for like basically a year ago, I yeah. would not have been comfortable uh, doing yeah, role playing. Yeah, because you were like a giant pussy, so. No. I'm glad you're less of one now. Oh, thanks. <laughs> well, jackass. It, it, it's true, though. You were such a vagina, oh and then you God. just spread what, what open. What is with no, no female? Really, ass- like- I, okay, you were a wuss. Okay, but either way, no, Steve, yeah. you grew into some characters. You've done some really awesome work in but the yeah, last year. I, I, I know Steve has done podcasting and stuff, but like, I, I talked about this like I've done a lot of uh, the last couple of years through my now old job uh, a lot of radio appearances a lot of TV appearances and it's it's one thing like when you first start doing stuff I mean it's like getting com- like most people will never become comfortable in front of a microphone or a camera it's just not a mm-hmm. like, something that people it's are not just, you need to live with kind of and thing, that's thing you- and the number one fear is public speaking and it, it is public speaking i mean you might not have the audience right in front of you but they're they're there at, in some capacity and you know to expect someone to be like oh you're brilliant at this like right away is an expectation on someone that is like really just i guess unfounded because uh, everybody needs to, you know, become more comfortable in a role. And I would say, like, from the podcasting I've done on our show, the Untitled Mike and Laura Project, and my experience on radio and TV, uh, f- between, I would say, I guess I started doing it about three years ago to today. Like, if you guys had invited me to do this three years ago, I probably was sat there, like, sat here the whole time being like, um, 
Um, well, that was like me in the first episode I did um, with the Avengers. I was like, I have yeah. never done this before. I literally sat there, and the mic's like, so what are you doing right now? I'm drinking Asgardian Ale. Don't like, drink with me, bro. Hey, we, had that, we had that in the when I played Paranoia XP, and I made Erica the group leader. Uh, because she was she was easily the most nervous person there in the room. Like you're now the leader of the group, and you get to order everyone around. I mean, which is part of that game. But same thing we had with uh, Cassie in Pokemon. Uh, was really nervous playing the game and ended up stealing the show by the end with the the way she played her character. Yeah, but, you just you have to kind of get into a groove and kind of like get like you know realize the microphone isn't going to bite and just have fun. Go for yeah, it. you just yeah. have to let go. And there's yeah. that's something I've noticed amongst everybody in the in the group. Everybody's evolved. As a before, I, I know there's a game I did with you, and you did a really. I can't remember what the hell it was. What all the games? Game with, the Matrix. No, no, it was the a games game, that you've been in, or no, that you have me in. Yeah, you were a player in something, and I was really proud of the way that it was. Star Wars. There was Shadowrun. Um, there was uh, no it's games that he ran. Oh, okay, that he ran. Yeah. Um, I think there was the only two that Terminator. I've, Terminator. And I know uh, we've done more. Terminator was my most nerve-wracking one. I think that's you probably... wasn't there for Pathfinder. I wasn't there for Pathfinder. Yeah, so those know. are the only three that I've, I've uh, been in with you. I I know I listened to one, and I know I know I, I wish it's probably I, one of mine. I wish I could give you proper props, Steve, but no, you've really grown as a player over the last year. Yeah, I mean, and, uh, and that's something that can be said for everybody in in the room, except for me. I've, well, I've become more shallow like, and smaller than ever Justin, before. Justin, you, you've become he like, hasn't even hit his final form. Uh, uh, yeah, <laughs> you, you've, Mike said it right. Like not 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 to demean the position, but you kind of become the mascot of Terrible Warriors. Just demean me. Because <laughs> you, <laughs> like, like you it. have been like, uh, there's you're I, a fucking cheerleader. Yeah, love it. a lot of a lot of the fan uh, response that I get is a lot dealing a lot with you. Uh, is yes. that they're saying like, don't give Justin any more Red Bull. Uh, everyone Red loved Bull your tonight. role as Max. Everyone. Loved, uh, loved you as Professor Oak. Uh, so that's Steve. Are you a boy? Or... <laughs> <laughs> um, and, and it's kind of back to my, my point. Yes, like uh, I, I thank you for saying that I have have grown over the past Ow. year. But that's one of the things that like I've been in probably eighty, I want to say eighty eighty five percent of the games that we've played. Um, but it, it like and I it just it allowed me to. That's what I love is that we allowed me to sort of flex that RPG muscle, flex that role playing muscle, and flex that improv muscle that I didn't, I, I used to have but didn't have bef- uh, before. Um, and I and I, where is it? Oh, beer now. Yes, beer. Let's do beer. Scott, like beer. shut the fuck up. We got ten more minutes. <laughs> ten more minutes. And then we're I out didn't here. see anything. You can just Justin. go across. We'll meet you over at Scallywags. You can leave now. <laughs> Justin, I didn't say anything. Why are you being mean? Uh, I'm gonna but turn anyway, so... your mic off. They're they're now actually fighting over yes. control of the microphone, ladies and yeah. gentlemen. It is oh, an epic struggle between these two titans of radio. The mic on, yeah. but I have the volume down. I will say one thing I do like about Terrible Warriors, and especially because I get to try out so many different systems, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and this one, I was talking about this with Derek, this one's deceptively simple because it's more narrative-driven as opposed to chart-driven. This is probably, out of my 20-some-odd years of playing pen and paper RPGs and the probably 30 or 40 or 50 different games that I've played... Uh, this is probably the simplest system that I have ever seen. Yeah, like yeah. It, okay. There if no you guys charts. have not seen this game, here's what my, here's what our sheets look like. We have four stats. They're the each, size of like your passport photo. Yeah, yeah, like yeah. Each of each of your stats your has one trait beside it. Your stat is the number of dice you roll. 
Your trade adds three dice if it is relevant to the situation. That's the entire freaking system. Yeah. And, and if the skill's not there, make it up. Yeah. Um, I had Con Artist. I don't even think Con Artist was in the book. Nope. But God, did I use it a lot. Yeah, and the, like West End game stuff, I like the way that their game design has evolved over the mm-hmm. years, especially the with D6. This is the this is the beginning of D6. Yeah. And you see how it evolves in the Star Wars, then Men in Black, and then the open D6, which is the final revised version of it. Um, which we used for the Matrix, actually. It was the open D6. Yeah. Was well, this the big purple book? No, it was just a custom matrix. We game. we 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 got we used Open D six through a fan made homebrew game. Yeah, and because okay. the whole thing's open source now, you're able to get away with it. Um, but yeah, I mean, doing this with Ghostbusters, I was really afraid. Actually, I was really afraid of learning this system because the book was so small. Thinking, okay, it's going to be super dense but small. No, mm. like literally, character creation is they can they put it on a sheet yeah. on the ghost on the Ghostbusters screen which is awesome it says ghosty toasties and it's like a cereal box Um, and there's the operations manual and the training manual in this box set that i got literally half of it is an adventure the rule set is like three or four pages they don't even say if it's dramatically cool do it if it makes sense they don't even refer to the characters as pcs in the book they're called stars yeah and that's the thing with this i wanted it to be very cinematic and that's why I did the extreme thing with Scott when he lost 10 brownie points. And that shows, oh, some serious shit's going down. And half the things I did didn't even make any sense at times. Like, this is probably one, one of the games where I was more freeform. Where I'm literally, okay, I got about three things planned. Well, let's just see what happens. Yeah. And uh, fire from the hip. I hope that doesn't mean that I'm a lazy game no, master. No, hey, no, man, no. You, for you, whole, I wrote less than 1,000 words worth of notes. Yeah, for I mean, Call of Cthulhu, maybe 20. <laughs> for Call of Cthulhu, I wrote the beginning and I wrote the end and I printed out a map of old Boston and then, then I said, how are you guys going to get there? Uh, for Matrix, I wrote basically a situation that I wanted to have happen in each episode, but I didn't care. That's kind of how, how I, I do there. it too. Like yeah, I do hour just, one, two, da da da. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's and, like building out an, a three act play. You just build yeah. out what are what are you where who's your big bad? Like. Uh, the after the bomb, I think, was the one that worked out the best for me. Was yeah. we started in the highway, and then at the highway, you were going to meet someone who was going to send you off. And then when you were done, which I would hope would take two episodes, you would then go to hand in your quest, mm-hmm. which would end with the big bad revealing that they've had you all along and they all shot him down. And th- those were my four acts. There it was. I had beginning, middle, and an end. And and everyone just. I played them like fiddles, and it worked out really well. All I knew is I wanted a giant gingerbread man running around because I couldn't use Stay Puffed. That's fine. Um, I wanted the Ghost Adventures crew to save the day with Ecto-5. <laughs> Although killing Ecto-5 on the spot was a decision. I'm like, hmm, it might be dramatically appropriate. I, I think yeah, at that point, sinking though, into also... the ground like the horse from the never-ending yeah. story. Yeah. It also really uh, built up. Like the character of Ecto-5 and our ties to it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That we were also really seeming to come to some... Major turning point in our relationship with the ghost car. It was basically our Slimer. Um, yeah, it was a mix between Slimer and Ecto One. I kind of pictured the Ecto Five. The very top of it had a uh, big, like novelty ice cream cone that yeah. lit up and would would move like the siren lights when you were going down the road. <laughs> but the but the swirl on the vanilla on the ice cream cone would have been shaped like a ghost. 
but uh, like, but very yeah. like loosely, just like the image of it, like like an upside down you slimer. You can kind of see where the isolates in, would be. Yeah, that yeah, kind exactly. Of thing. Yeah, yeah. And, and and that's what I pictured on the top of the Ecto five. And then that's as you're good. going down the road, it's moving around like a lighthouse. Yeah. Now <laughs> the, the original design for Ecto five was going to be a converted short bus. Oh. Which is going to be a reference to <laughs> yeah, short bus. Short bus. Uh, and, uh, but, Why are you guys talking about bus all of a sudden? <laughs> Jukebox although explosion. Me and, <laughs> although me and Justin came up with this in the boardroom... Literally, when he said, uh, why don't we have the d- the distorted ice cream music? And it just it made it so much better because I came up with the idea with the ice cream truck while I was on the highway coming here because I wanted something ridiculous. Yeah, it was good. And it, just it randomly worked. it would spawn ice cream. Uh, it, it spawned ice cream. It liked some of us. It didn't like others. It knew Klaus was evil. <laughs> no, it did not. Nobody knew I was evil. <laughs> Except Laura. She was the only one who knew my evil intentions. I think my Because favorite... I was so pure-hearted, and my, is that like, why my, the my egg goal, turned white in your yeah. hands? That's one of the things on the sheet, is you, you pick a goal at the beginning, and the goal could be sex. Well, maybe you can you knew money. my goal, too, because goal, you corrected me on The goal <laughs> could be uh, soulless science was one of the okay, goals. I, so I, if you were just, like, pure, like, all you want to do is research, kind of that was your goal. I just Scott soulless. just read that as soulless. It's like, that's <laughs> not a goal. And that's I didn't realize there being. wasn't... So I wrote soulless domination of the living world. And my interest in the occult... But my my goal of my character was the serving humanity. So basically, like the only reason I was in Ghostbusting was because I wanted to make a difference in the world and help people. And uh, so when there's someone here who wants to dominate the world, like instantly as like the You're- pure heart, I was like, fuck that guy. She wouldn't even take my offers of making her the queen of the new world. See, and I was really happy that Laura explicitly said in the other room, I want to save the world. Like, all right, cool. I now have my white knight in my back pocket. If I need something, I can probably get it out of her. Care Bear Stare. Yeah, and with you, Steve, I knew you wanted to get into it and be really excited, which means you were manipulatable. If, uh, if I yeah. laid the groundwork, I you would pick up Actually, the crumbs. Actually, I, I will say like my favorite moment was I enjoyed being possessed. Possessed because it was I could just go nuts and oh, and, yeah. I, and then that's what added in the ghost in my head. I'm uh, glad Justin just, did that. That yeah. was a yeah, nice that was awesome. Combination, the combination of like that, it was it was amazing. I love that and like actually because it was at that point. It was the first time in any of the Terrible War campaigns that I was like, you know what? I really do not care if I die. It was the first time. Like every That's single, what you need to go into every game every with. Single time, every single time I play a game, I'm always so afraid of screwing up. I'm always so afraid of, of getting to the point where I could literally die and ruin the, the, the group. Uh, that I just was like for this one, it was like when you guys were attacking me. I was like, I I actually wasn't even paying attention to what you guys were doing to me. I was just like, ah, la, 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 la. I'm just like, and I'm just going like, nuts. And and it's not like I'm gonna let a PC kill you. No, but that's the thing. It got... oh, however, however, tune into Dungeons and Dragons Live, which was the previous campaign oh, yeah. to this, in episode one, when I <laughs> smashed a PC elven's head into a bar table by accident with a hammer, with nice. a hammer and killed yeah. them, and we had to bind a soul to a panda. Yes, it was. We every you single guys are weird. Every single player in that game killed we, somebody. We had a player character death in every episode. Every episode, wow. yeah. And we're talking like permanent deaths where yeah. we had to resurrect or find a way to bring them back or in some didn't come back. It was great. Yeah, it was it was fun. But and anyway. I think that's the advantage of playing with Ghostbusters is it's so fast and loose. And that's what I really liked about this game. The fact that I could do what I wanted. And yeah. I'm, I'm glad you guys came along with me. I hope the holiday theme worked out. Merry the, Christmas. Yeah. The images the of Rampaging, project with rampaging Santa and Gingy. Although he was meant to be your big bad. Yeah. 
What, Jinji was meant to be the yeah, big bad? Yeah, going to be the one you guys were going to fight before Zoth, but I'm thinking, uh, you know what? He's kind of a pussy, so I'm going to get rid of him. Jinji was a good recurring character. It was good, yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, it, it was just the fact that he came back later with the giant Why hockey stick. Why won't you die? <laughs> yeah. You anyway. destroyed my gumdrop button! <laughs> anyway. Come um, do you know the baker man who lives on Melbury Lane? Drury Lane. Dr and anyway, I was also going to um, have uh, the mascot who slimed the guy in the beginning. Uh, if we do pick this game up again, yeah. he's your he's your You're new batting? slimer. Oh, okay. So he's like, um, you took my home. Boom, boom. Well, uh, well, I think I the this. voice in his head is going to be the new slimer. The voice, yeah, that definitely works. He um, so, I mean, I think at this point we're like about midway through December. So all we have to say is uh, Merry Christmas. Happy Holidays to everybody. Happy New Year. A crazy Kwanzaa. Uh, have a crazy very Kwanzaa. scary solstice. Yeah. Uh, and, and there'll then, be something. And happy Saturnalia to all the ancient Romans listening in. Go to our website, thesewordsatterrible.com on Christmas Day because we're going to have a special all well, now we're committed. direct to website oh. uh, edition of do we want to say what it is? No. You know what? I'm just going to tell them to get you excited. Uh, hold he on, hold on, hold on. Let me, let, me, let me hit a drum roll first and so yep. it gives me time to find the right song to hit because you're going to want a song for this, right? Yes. Alright, so, so on Christmas Day on Christmas 2014 Day. 2014? We, this is a while away. 2013. No, damn it, you're right. Oh. <laughs> Christmas Day, December 25th, 2013 uh, on These Wars Are Terrible. I don't know. TheseWarsAreTerrible.com why isn't it in here? That's why I'm telling you what, but he what, what will make time his appearance. Picking, like, uh, 9 a.m. You know him. You know his name. The oncoming storm himself will be making it a put You may know him. So you know his name. The doctor. the doctor. Yep, that's right. We're going to have our own Doctor Who Christmas special. And I think you guys are going to like it. So. Yeah, and you'll be able to listen drums. to the entire campaign on our website on the, on Christmas Day. So save the day, 11, 20, or 12, 25, 13. <laughs> I almost made it that 50th anniversary. We guarantee that it will be better than Planet of the Dead. Yeah, I sure. can also say I'm not going to be a part of that recording. Which However, if I am ever part of another Doctor Who recording and you're looking for a master... I I think I might be up for the challenge. Get a ride with Julian, and you can totally come up like when we run this thing. Yeah. I'll be working it. It's going <sighs> bad. Uh, Tell me right. the date. We will see. We'll so, see. So and then after tune Sunday, in. And, and, tune, and then this after Sunday the next, uh, not this Sunday, but the following Sunday. Anyway. The following Sunday, I am okay, having guys, 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 guys. So oh stay God. tuned. T Christmas Day, and then after that, we'll have an announcement of what's going to come up in season two for Ooh. these words are terrible. Uh, we've got some really great stuff planned, and uh, stay tuned for that. So, uh, for These Warriors Are Terrible, this episode was brought to you by NobleKnight.com, where out of print is available again. Buy, sell, and trade RPG books at NobleKnight.com. Uh, I've been Steve Snowball Sailor, and we've uh, had our ghost uh, master for this evening. Mike the Birdman Dodd. Laura, who needs a beer. <laughs> Drunk Andrew Roebuck. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. Badass Roebuck. Derek the Bard, who also need beer good yes now. And then Just the Neacock, I'm going to sleep. You guys are alcoholics. And follow us at Dice Warriors on Twitter for all the updates, especially since we're going to be taking that hiatus. We'll yep. be back in February. And then also on our Facebook page, facebook.com slash the or terrible warriors. Until next time. You have just listened to These Warriors Are Terrible. Did our terrible warriors succeed in saving the day? 
Did someone do something completely insane and stun the GM into a stupefied silence for asking if their horse had a mustache? And lastly, did someone get punched squarely in the goodie bags? Also, are there any settings or RPG adventures you would like our terrible warriors to play next? Do you have your own awesome or insane stories of your own RPG conquest or failures? Comment on this episode post. Message us on Twitter at Dice Warriors or email us at feedback at thesewarriorsareterrible.com. Until next time, geeks and gamers, the dice has been put away, the books back on the shelf, and the Cheetos stuck to the floor. For these warriors are terrible.